1: I can't talk right now. You. This is a delicious shake that you made. What did you put in here?
0: Peanut butter powder. <laughs> Sorry, what? Oat milk, peanut butter powder, banana, ice cubes, and a little bit of, of coconut milk as well. Well, I am thoroughly satisfied. <laughs> Good. Oh. So... Because of our last podcast, we had lots of... I don't know about you, but I had lots of messages, really sweet, lovely messages, saying how nice it was to hear us laughing and to hear that I had had that moment on my trip where the laughter erupted and then, you know, continued. Yeah, they loved it. Yeah. Which made me feel really happy because it kind of just validated that it was a big moment even though i knew that it was and i have to say you know week on i can really just double down on the fact that that was an absolutely huge moment for me and the laughter has been cracked open now the joy has been why is really that because really? i'm happy <laughs> it's it's really changed me it really has it's oh. profoundly changed my grieving process because for those first three months it's three months tomorrow wow. yeah so for the majority of the last three months I've been so uncomfortable I've been in pain it's just pain everywhere I turn is pain and there have been moments of relief and moments of joy and rest and all of those things but they've been Forced. I've forced myself to rest. I've forced myself to take a walk. I've forced myself to eat. I've forced myself to watch something funny, engage in a conversation. Going through the
1: motions of being human.
0: Living until you are alive. Yeah. And that trip made me alive. And so I was hoping today we could talk about joy. We talked about other people's joy. Yeah but it's I, time want, for our joy. Yeah, I want to <laughs> talk about our joy. You know, and it's gonna be different for me than it is for you, but I saw this silly thing yesterday on Instagram, which really kind of reinforced what we're talking about today, was a girl making like a TikTok or whatever. And it it was a reminder that you can be grieving and be happy. And on the trip, I was grieving constantly but i was happy and that was the first time those two things have lived side by side you know yeah and so a couple weeks before the trip a friend had said to me what are you doing to bring joy
1: into your life and i couldn't answer him i think that's hard for a lot of people yeah. to answer that question
0: yeah and you're you are
1: in a specific
0: <laughs> yeah totally
1: position so I, I but i
0: think it is really a question for everyone it is yeah. and that's kind of what made me take the trip and really think about that I really thought about what he said I guess the lack of joy hadn't really crossed my mind I didn't think I deserved joy I didn't think it was going to be coming anytime you know Is it wrong for me to be feeling joy? You know, all of those feelings I was having at the beginning. I don't want to eat if Ryan can't eat. I don't wanna sleep. I don't wanna enjoy a moment. I don't wanna feel good. I don't want to do any of those things because he can't. To go from that to this is a huge
1: deal, Annabelle. It's a huge
0: deal. And it's not just it's not a joy I've ever felt before. Because I feel now that, you know, going back to that conversation I had with the lady at the coffee shop when she was talking about living in glory and feeling joy and-
1: For him. For him.
0: Yeah. I thought about that a lot. I thought about the trip a lot. I thought about our conversation and the feedback we have from the podcast. And I thought, now I want it more than ever because I want it for me and I want it for
1: him. Yeah, you have to have double.
0: Yeah. And he used to say to me, oh, enough of all this sad girl shit, Annabelle, because I'm such a moody, spicy lady. And he would get so frustrated with me about all the sad girl You're stuff. You're movie witch. I am. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now that's in the back of my mind is him.
1: Now what's he saying?
0: Well, I can hear him. <laughs> and anyone who knows him that's listening to this, who's a woman, may have heard him say, get it, girl. <laughs> you know, and he would say that. And I can hear him since that trip saying, get it, girl you know, and just like smacking me on the ass and getting me going.
1: It'd be a great tattoo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that's That's, where I'm at.
1: It's amazing that you say this. Yes, we got an incredible response this week. You and I always seem to be on the same page because today I was thinking about the same thing, but in different ways. I've shared before that I've, for a long time, deprived myself in my life of joy yeah because until I had won an Oscar yeah I didn't deserve to take a day off to go to the beach to have a good meal to paint my nails to take a bubble bath binge watch a show to paint Mm. to go on a walk I mean the list is hundreds of things long that I just didn't deserve yet. And I was starving. Yeah. And my work, my work was starving too. Yeah. I, nothing I did was joyful. That is why 2020 was a miracle in my life mm. because it forced me to stop yep. the grind mm-hmm. to learn who I am under that ego of being defined by my work and thinking that I'm not worthy until I achieve XYZ. And so this week that's been on my mind. And yesterday my agent called me mm. and I haven't spoken to him ever on the phone the way we did yesterday. Wow. And it was all about joy. This pandemic has leveled the playing field for people yeah. where we're speaking to each other in a different way. Yeah, I think so. Because we're all in the same boat. Yeah. And we always have been. Yeah. It just wasn't as apparent to us. Well, there's lots of artifice. And then this morning I went and I was taking care of my niece and she's three. And that's why I have some makeup lines on my face <laughs> because she was coloring all over my face with my Aww. makeup and she was taking out every little... Thing and opening it up and smelling it and looking at it and trying to put it in her mouth and talking about it. The joy that that child has is is so healing. Mm. There's a third thing that I wanted to group together with all that because I just thought it was so amazing that you said, Let's talk about joy because it's exactly where I'm at. Mm. Do you remember you said to me recently, It was somebody, maybe your sister. Who bought herself a My Little Pony.
0: Yes. Thank you. I want to talk about that.
1: Yes. Yesterday, <laughs> I bought myself little troll dolls <laughs> that I had when I was little. Specifically, the one with the rainbow hair. Yeah. And then the minis.
0: Yeah. So I bought a,
1: a medium-sized rainbow and a set of minis. Also, a set of pogs and slammers. Oh my God, amazing. Now... Trolls and pogs, I was obsessed when I was eight, eight, nine, 10. Yeah, I loved trolls. I have had them sitting in my Amazon cart for five years. Are you serious? And I never would allow myself to buy them because why am I going to spend $40 on all this stuff? Mm -hmm. I'm an adult. Grow up. Yeah. Why would you need a kid toy? It's stupid. You're wasting your money. You should be spending your money on other things. Be responsible. You don't deserve to do that. All those voices that that come up. And yesterday I said, Fuck it, I am buying
0: yeah. myself these trolls. <laughs> so let's give this context. Okay, so in the weeks after Max and Ryan left us, obviously everyone connected to them was, was just flawed, like shattered. We'd all just been shattered into pieces. And we we're all trying to survive and we we're all trying to get through every day. And my family, obviously, in England are separated from me and they can't come here, mm-hmm. and I can't, I'm not in a position emotionally to go there right now. And they were all, you know, grieving every day, crying every day, doing, you know, praying, and everything that they were doing. And I was speaking to my sister, and she said, we were at the shops today, and I've been feeling so shit, and crying, and you know, we're grieving, and we're missing you, and she said to me, and I saw a My Little Pony, and I just thought, fuck it, I'm buying the My Little Pony, I wanna lay in bed, smoke a joint and brush the tail of the My Little Pony because I just want to feel good right now. Exactly. And that was her healing her inner child. Yep. And bless her for doing that. I think it's beautiful that she did that. And it really struck me. It's what I think got us to talking about the inner child because it was swirling around both of our minds because I had shared that with you, I think. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me to take extra care of my inner child right now. And listen to it. If, yeah. it, if it wants to blow
1: bubbles for an hour, then it wants to blow bubbles. What is so wrong with that? I don't understand. <laughs> if it wants to buy the trolls buy and the just lay with them in bed, then <laughs> you know what? Yeah. i, I got to listen to her. And, and I, I haven't say. been listening to her for five years. It's not
0: to say that you're going to have those trolls forever. You might just have them for a bit and I then pack them for 30 minutes. And then go, I'm going to give them to the kids in my family. Or exactly. you might keep them. Or you might whatever. But I just think, talking about being starved, I think that... An and I think I've mentioned this before, and forgive me if I'm repeating myself. We have these midlife crises in our lives. The men, they go out and they buy the sports car and they fuck the young woman and they... We buy all our childhood toys. And, it, you know, and <laughs> women have their own versions of that. And I think that if we maybe just took care of the inner child throughout our lives and paid it attention and nurtured it and healed it, We wouldn't be having all of these dysfunctional situations later in life. I'm not a psychotherapist and I'm not an an, uh, anthropologist. I don't know. I'm just sort of piecing things together here. And I think that we do it in different ways. Men buy cars and we buy guitars and we paint our nails and we buy dresses and we do all those things. But is there more that we could be doing? You know? You've had those things in the basket for five years. Something in you has been telling you that your soul needed to reconnect with that for some reason for five years and you've been denying it. Well, it's taken this situation... And the knock-on effect and the conversations we've had and my sister going out to the shops and buying My Little Pony for us to get to this conversation and for you to buy the bloody things in your car. Because it's not really
1: about the toys. No. It's what they they reconnect you to, like you just said. And it must be that starving people do desperate things. If you are literally starving, you lose your mind. You'll do anything, anything for that food. Absolutely. You're not even thinking clearly. And I think that most people walk around starving yeah, emotionally. Emotionally, spiritually. It's no one else. No one else can fix it but you mm-hmm. for yourself. Not fix it, but heal it.
0: Yeah. Sit with it, work with it, heal it, love it. And, and you buying those things, even if you never open the package, the signal that you've sent to yourself by purchasing those items is, I think, very meaningful.
1: Mm-hmm. I do too.
0: And I think that's something for all of us to think about. I do too. It's so
1: trippy what's happening in life right now. I don't know if anyone else is feeling this. I, there's like there's like no, there's no accidents. There's no accidents. Everything obviously, is because we, we, we both showed step. up wanting to talk about this today. Yeah. My sister called me this morning in a frenzy needing somebody to watch her baby. Why would I get a call out of the blue? My, my niece is three. Mm-hmm. I have never not once gotten a call from my sister. To ask me to watch the baby. Yeah. But today I did. Yeah. Right after I ordered those things yesterday. Right after That were nourishing my inner child. Mm -hmm. Right after I have a call with my agent that is lovely and meant so much to me. Mm. All these things just are leading me into... Well, I think the person that
0: you are meant to be. That you've been denying yourself for a long time because you want to be the person you think you're meant to be.
1: It's all a letting go of who you thought you should be and moving into who you are.
0: Oh, yeah. And if there are parts of you in who you are that you don't like, I think that's okay. I think it's okay too. Isn't it better that you've met yourself and there are things about you that you don't like? Because now you know what they are and you
1: can work with them. I thought for so long that you had to fix all those things. And of course you can improve. We always want to get better and better. We're not monkeys and we want to be the best, yeah. the best that we can be. But to Just, be worthy, to be okay, yeah. I don't have to fix anything. Nothing is wrong. People will create a business out of people thinking they need to fix themselves. Now, it's interesting that we have these two different aspects because my side is not coming from a grief foundation, and yours is. And I think what we're both saying is really powerful in different ways. You're talking about joy now Mm -hmm. being totally different than a joy you've ever experienced before and almost feeling like it's double because you're living for you and Ryan. Yeah, yeah. That probably sounds completely mad. I, I understood it okay. immediately. Okay, I, I totally get it. <laughs> like, I, I get. I understand the process of the guilt yeah. of, I, I can't enjoy this because he can't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How can I do anything that he can't do? And I think a lot of parents go through that when a child dies. Yeah. Sure. And I think that when somebody older, like, oh man, I'm trying to put it into words. So like when Andrew died... Which we had an episode dedicated Mm -hmm. to my friend Andrew, who died. He died when he was 22. Mm -hmm. And he always comes to mind the age 22. And I think, wow, I'm so far past that age now. Yeah. He never got to do this. He never got to do that. He never got to do millions of things in this life that I have now surpassed. Oh, of course. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the surviving thing that we talked about. You know, why wasn't I in the car? All oh, tied into survivor's All of that guilt. stuff. And here's the thing. Ryan and Max were 100 miles an hour every single day. Everything they did. Loud, fast, brash, passion, color, taste, touch, everything. Every sense was full blast all the time. And you can say, and I, and I was saying it to myself from day one, they do not want us to just be sitting around crying, doing sad girl shit. They don't want us to slow down. They don't want us to slow down, not in the slightest. Like with much of my sort of self-analysis and whatever things I've done over the last few years, you know, maybe some of you can, can recognize this. There's a big difference between knowing something intellectually and knowing it with your body and in your body and living it. For me, and I always do the same thing, it's in my head and then it drops down into my stomach like a stone into a well and makes a big splash. And I feel the echo and the splash all around you my body. do? You think of
1: that? Yeah. How often?
0: Every time the thought of the thing I've been working on becomes, becomes into realized. my body. Yeah. Once it's no longer just an intellectual thing of, oh, I know X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm when I begin to live it and it drops down. I think before the trip, I was intellectually understanding that I needed to be alive. And then after the trip, I'm understanding that my body wants me to be.
1: It becomes a knowing.
0: Yeah, and there is no way on God's green earth that either of those two want there to be an end of joy. It's the absolute opposite of their existence. So I have to remind myself of that in those moments where I start to climb up and feel really guilty about things and overly introspective. I think that part of grieving is having emotional discipline. And I know that sounds very regimented and sort of strange,
1: maybe. No, I understand it completely.
0: I think it's really, really important. It's that expression has been swirling around in my head a lot recently is don't believe everything you think. And I can tell you a year ago, I would have had a real big problem with that statement, don't believe everything you think, because we are so trained to indulge all of our emotions and what we feel it, so it must be real. And also, it must be the most important thing in the world. It's a kickback to the kind of age of individualism and us just being the center of our own universes and my joy and my health and my all of this is the most important thing. And I'm a singular unit and, you know, all of that, rather than thinking like, a hive which is what we are yeah don't believe everything you think i'm not saying that everything you think is wrong i'm just saying i think it's really important to have emotional discipline and examine thoughts like this sometimes i will have a thought that's negative like that or you know sometimes worse like for instance when i've been asking myself why wasn't i in the car and why should i be alive i'm not just gonna go oh i don't believe that because that doesn't deal with with it I examine it. Mm. I sit with it. I ask it questions. And I don't expect an overnight answer. I ruminate on this. And if it takes me a year to figure it out, it takes me a year. Mm -hmm. But it's there in my mind. It's working itself out. It's being confronted by little things I see online or a conversation here or a song there. And eventually it works its way out. But you have to have the discipline to be chipping away at it.
1: It's like we were talking last week about... The antidote for jealousy is leaning into it. Mm-hmm. The antidote for anything is leaning into it. Yeah. So often I will have a thought and then condemn that thought and just push it away and just just judge yourself. Yeah. Judge it, get it out, get away from it as quick as possible, mm-hmm. but it's coming to you for a reason. There's some times where you are not growing up and you need to grow up. Yes. How do you say this? I don't know if we'll leave this in. I don't know if it's appropriate, but there's a certain type of girl I know who is obsessed with Disneyland.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, let's leave this in. I think it's a really good conversation. Who also
1: hangs out at the Playboy Mansion. Mm Mm-hmm. And who has a little girl voice like this. They're infantilizing themselves. That is there for a reason, but might not necessarily be a healthy thing having to do with the inner child. They're in a state of suspended uh development. And that's what happens is we get frozen at certain ages yeah. when something traumatic happens. Yeah. And you can spend your whole life mm-hmm. being frozen in that spot. that. Now you can really look at people, and I've, I've started to do this, look at people and, and, and see where they're frozen, about yeah. what age they're at.
0: Yeah, Ryan and I used to talk about this all the time. It's so fascinating. Once you start thinking about it and you start looking at the people in your life and around you and maybe people you have difficult relationships with, if you sit with it and spend some time with it, you will be able to figure out when they stopped growing.
1: It all comes down to that inner child needing. Mm-hmm acknowledgement in some way
0: yeah i think the other thing that's really important to note just while we're having this chat is things that traumatize you as a child frequently aren't big things you're right and literally this isn't me just waffling on about bullshit you can lose your mom in the grocery store and it can give you a complex for the rest of your life and it can be that small And that's why I think it's really important not to judge people's grief or judge people's pain. You know, I remember as a young child, seeing kids around me at school, they come in and their hamster or their rabbit had died and they were devastated. And I remember thinking, I can't understand that they could be in this much pain over this, but there's a reason for it. And I feel for them. I see their pain. Not really understanding, because obviously I'm an eight-year-old, seven-year-old child. But that was when I first realized, oh, you can lose your guinea pig
1: and be devastated and mm-hmm. distraught. I was. I had my, my best friend when I was five years old was a rat named Zachary Oliver. Aww. And he was black and white, and he was my best friend. And my family was living out in Bakersfield for a summer. Don't ask me why. Totally Strange. different episode. But he died of heat exhaustion. No. He he died of the heat (gasps) in his cage. And I was standing out on the patio at night, and I remember my parents came out to talk to me. To tell you. And the moon was really full. Yeah. And they told me that he was gone. And I just remember looking up at the moon, and I was so angry Mm. at them because I felt like it was their fault. Because we had gone away for the day and we came home that night and he was dead. Oh, I hate this story. And I took his body and I buried him under a tree. Aww. And I went to that tree every day. For as long as we lived there, and I sang the Linda Ronstadt song, "Are you still within the sound of my voice? Why don't you let me know? I just can't let you go if it's
0: wrong, and I have no choice." Okay, so listen, I have a little rat right now. You know this. I know (laughs) the one with no tail.
1: Yeah. What's and this for
0: me is Snooty? a part. Oh, what is her name? It's called Ratty. Ratty. <laughs> <laughs> or I call her Honey Bunny, my little Honey Bunny one. She's the cutest. Again. So part of me nurturing my inner child right now is I'm obsessed with this little rat. I love it, and I think I love it also because Ryan loved the little rat, and he said. Oh, this has really changed my mind about animals. She is a, such a sweet little thing. Rats she's are so sweet. She's black and white. So and she's sweet. got no tail. Her tail is a little nubber which looks like a grain of rice.
1: Did it's, it get taken off by somebody? No, or? it just
0: never came.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she is a guinea pig. <laughs> I don't know what she is. She's so She's sweet. not very
0: good at being a rat. That's one thing I will say. I don't know what she is, but she's she looks
1: like a rat. But she's not really... They're very good pets for children because they're very gentle and they move slowly. Mice move really quick. Yes. But rats don't do that. And rats will kiss you and cuddle your face. Oh, she
0: licks my mouth. So sweet. And she licks my cheek. And I take that little rat every night before I go to bed and I take out of cage and it sits and waits for me now in the dark. And it waits for me at the corner of the cage at 10 o'clock it knows that like, and it sits there and waits for me to get it. Oh, sweet. And I take her out and she comes and I put her on the bed and she like runs around and she goes under the covers and she sits on my shoulder and, she just sits there sometimes for half an hour, sometimes two hours. It depends how long I'm awake.
1: We'll put a picture of her on the, yeah. on the Insta. You <laughs> guys have she to see is her. Bringing She's bringing me cutest. so much joy. That little rat. Oh, She's, see, that's a great example I love, of just something that brings you pure joy. I love buying things for her cage. <laughs> I'm
0: like, this rat deserves the world. <laughs> <laughs> I get her special hammer. That's what Ryan did for you. I get her, yeah. I get her everything. She doesn't like anything that I get her. No, she doesn't like care She sleeps in a tissue box with a load of bits of old rag. Yeah. I buy her houses. I buy her hammocks. I buy her doors. That's what I do to my cats when she they go sleep in a trash bag. Yeah, she doesn't want any of it.
1: No. My cats are the light of my life. Yeah. We're such strange women. I- <laughs> guys it's you know what whatever (laughs) it brings me joy and this is all about joy yeah
0: it does see her little face there staring at me waiting for me at night i'm just like oh somebody needs me
1: (laughs) she's adorable i can't wait for y'all to see her you know there's a flip side to this and, and i have another side to this rat story from when i was little and I think it's coming to mind because as we're talking about joy, I think the flip side is healing the pain of that inner child. Mm-hmm. And that's the purpose of joy. And that's yep. what it does. It's a medicine. It's medicine, you know? And a couple years ago, I had an experience with with, an, with another mouse that brought up the trauma of my rat's death. Aww. And it, like, I, 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 I was... You lost it. I lost it. I, I had a, a mental breakdown. Was that your mouse? Breakdown. Was no. a mouse in your house? It was a mouse that I saw in a pool. And <gasps> it was... And it had died. It, it was alive. And it, it yeah. brought up that earlier death for me at five years old. Yeah. Childhood trauma doesn't have to be anything big. Right. It could be losing your mom in the grocery store, like mm. you said. It could be anything. It could be...
0: It doesn't always have to be some catastrophic thing that's happened in your life.
1: And I think that makes people downplay their pain because yeah. they go, well, why would that bother me? I don't it shouldn't. Know. It shouldn't bother yeah. me. It wasn't a big deal. But yeah, a couple years ago, there was this mouse and it was drowning in the pool and I saw it and I'll, ne- I'll never forget it. Beyond traumatizing for me. I, I, I haven't spoken about it until now. I'd hate to see that. And Lucky you. And trauma. his little mouth. No. He was just gasping for air and he was just (sighs) swimming. He was treading water and his little mouth was above the water. (sighs) I... flipped out i dropped all everything i was carrying i'm surprised i i started yelling at people i was with to get a net i got and they were like what the hell yeah they couldn't see what i was seeing because he was so little yeah but you were on high alert and i got him out of the pool and i got him out and he was like near death and i put him in a towel and everyone was yelling at me that he had disease and i I shouldn't touch him i shouldn't touch him but I sat with that little guy and I brought him back to life <gasps> after an hour. I breathed into his face. I was like oh. <gasps> making him hot and I was pumping on him yeah. like with my hand. So he would and I was wiggling him
0: and just did keeping it heal
1: you and he came back. He yeah, came but back. Did you get healed as well? I did get healed. That brain just goes, you shouldn't be so upset over this. Get over There's it. Mouse, You're yeah. an adult. Get over it. Yeah. Not allowing that child who needs the space to go through whatever it is that's coming up for you. We judge ourselves before it even has a chance to come to the surface. Yeah, and then it sits there and what does it,
0: it's like having a stone in your shoe. And then it makes you starving. Yeah. And then you do desperate things. Can I say something to you which you might not like? Okay, I'm gonna say why it. do you ask me these things? I'm going to say it to you. I think that that reaction and this, the potency of this experience is potentially about feeling neglected by your parents.
1: I'm the mouse?
0: Yeah, and I think that that's why you felt, when you looked at the moon, you didn't feel sad. You felt angry because... They had the neglected...
1: starvation was already there. They had neglected Zachary Oliver. Yeah.
0: And he died. And he was
1: your world. Right. How did they let him die? The most triggering thing for me is when I see a situation, whether it's a person or an animal, yeah. where I can't save them. Yeah. Like that fucking mouse in the pool. Yeah. That made me lose my mind.
0: And I say that to you, I wouldn't say that to everyone, but I'm just saying this because I know about your childhood... I don't think every experience is tied to parents and not every experience is deep and all of that, whatever. I'm just saying this because I know about your life. I know about your childhood. I know about your relationships with your parents as you do mine. And that's why I'm saying that. I just want people to know that I'm not just like lumping every parent into a That's
1: why I cry when my rat died situation. There's something in there and I'll have to think yeah, about it further. I mean, but you
0: have to agree, I'm
1: just. Yeah, there's something in that concept of feeling helpless.
0: I was just struck that the feeling that you felt was anger
1: when you looked at the moon. Yeah, I was so angry at them.
0: Yeah, and I think that's where the seed of the trauma
1: comes from. And to me, as a kid, I thought that the moon was heaven, so I thought Zachary Oliver was in that moon, and I just wanted to go to the moon, (laughs) and I was just trying. I wouldn't even look at them, because they were telling me what had happened, and I was just... Staring at the moon, and I just wanted to, like, shut out their voices and just go to the moon to Mm. be with Zachary Oliver because I couldn't believe that they had let that happen. Yeah. And so when I see the little mouse in the pool, you know, all this while later, I think I can't let that happen.
0: Yeah, because you don't want to feel that pain again either.
1: Because you have pushed that down for all these years. Mm. And all it wants to do is come up. And be acknowledged. Yeah. And for you to go to that little child, like you said, that you, when you're in a situation where your inner child's feeling overwhelmed, you take her and you put her behind you. Mm -hmm. And you say, I've got us now. You're safe now. Mm -hmm. That's all it wants. Why are we so scared to do that? Why are we so... we're
0: We're not taught to do it. You use the word starving, emotionally starving. I would use that word as well. I think a lot of us are emotionally starving, but I also think that we are emotionally illiterate. Emotional intelligence is not taught. It is not-
1: It's getting worse.
0: It's not encouraged, it's not discussed. And I think that children go off to school and we have lessons about, you know, my niece is learning right now at school, who invented football? But she's not learning about grief or how to communicate her feelings or how to, who fucking cares who invented football? You're gonna give her an A+. Plus. For this you're not teaching her you're not arming her with skills for life we are in a emotionally and spiritually deprived state right now and it is all of our responsibility to make the change in us because the powers above they're not going to do it they like things the way they are because it keeps things humming along
1: you Absolutely. Know?
0: and yeah. schools don't want children asking big questions and parents who are busy don't need their kids asking big questions Well, also, they don't have the answers because nobody has ever nourished them. Mm -hmm. Nobody has ever sat down with them and given them an emotional toolbox or taught them how to use what's in the toolbox. Back to joy. For me, I guess the chat and the revelation is more the story of how I came... In the last week, I've opened myself to joy.
1: So your journey back to joy yeah. in a new way than ever before was yeah. started by your trip with your sisters.
0: started by my trip with my sisters. And, well, it started with the conversation I had with my friend who asked me, what, what are, are, you, you doing are you doing to bring yourself? joy to your life? Mm-hmm. It started there. Mm-hmm. And then... Came back from the trip. I came here last week and I love being in the house. It's hard for me. It really is hard for me still. And it's not hard for me because of the death anymore of, of Ryan and Max. It's hard for me because of the death of me. And last week I came here and I realized that I am grieving myself as well after we had that conversation and, and we talked about how I'm not that person anymore. So I look around at my life and I, you know, that scrunchie I put, showed you the picture of the other day. I bought this scrunchie. It's like the biggest scrunchie I've ever seen. It looks like a pillowcase. And it's just, I. it that brought me a lot of joy. You know, and, it, and it's, I look at these things and I think, who is the person that lived here? And now the room in the house that makes me the saddest is my rumpus room. It's really? My Why? Room. So I have a room in the house that was just my room, and Ryan gave me that as a space for me to have in the world that was mine, and I could close the door and I could be alone in there because alone time is really important to me. And really, I not really care about it. Very, <laughs> it's very <laughs> girly in there. It's very girlish, I would say, and. I sat in there on the floor last week and I just started crying because it was a part of me letting go of the person I was before. That room, I cannot connect to that room anymore. I don't know who that room is for. I don't know who the person is that's room that was. And that was a profound experience for me. And then that's when I realized, wow, I'm grieving me as well. And I have to give myself space for that. Mm -hmm. I wanted to rip all my clothes out and throw them away and pack the room away is my instinct. And then it's like, no, we're not. Throwing this away. Mm. We're going to sit with this. And so that was very big for me last week and is interlinked with the joy conversation because that room represented joy to me before. It's you know? beautiful.
1: You, 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 you. The way, yeah, everything about it is just so special and, and just beautiful. You really created it as your special place. But That was another 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 version of Annabelle that created that room. And and the new version of Annabelle is... Well, I don't need that room anymore. That world... Doesn't need that room anymore.
0: The world is that room for me now. And that is beautiful. I know that intellectually. It hasn't dropped down into my body yet. In saying goodbye to joys of the past and pleasures of the past for me is learning to welcome new joy, new pleasures. What do I like now? What feels good now? You remember when I went to Victoria's Secret the other week to buy knickers?
1: I didn't know if that was a joke (laughs) or if you were actually
0: there. It's hard to tell with you.
1: So in Santa Barbara,
0: Nordstrom's closed down. And that's where I would have gone, to get some new knickers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can I tell you how harshly you judged yourself publicly I was awful to myself you were publicly shaming yourself I was publicly about going to Victoria's self. Secret because I
0: felt ashamed I wanted some nice new knickers <laughs> to feel good I wanted to put on a bra and knickers and just be like and just have fresh ones that weren't attached to anything and were mine and and just that I'd seen and felt nice and made me feel good And this was just before Valentine's Day and oh god I went to Victoria's Secret which is shameful enough (laughs) because it's just not something any woman wants to admit to. We all go. I
1: am not admitting that I go there. (laughs) No one
0: will. No one will. I will be the only one that you'll ever meet that admits it out loud. So many women responded to me on that and were like. Yeah, I go there for the five to thirty-five. <laughs> of course yeah. I, I go Every there. woman does. And of none course. of us do. so humiliating. It's just an unspoken uh, understanding
1: that we all God.
0: have. <laughs> so I'm trying to go into the Victoria's Secret. And because there's COVID, there's like a doorman at every bloody thing oh, you get to. Oh, there's there a
1: line? Like,
0: no, there wasn't, so I thought, great, I can just slip in here and no one's gonna know.
1: Imagine waiting in the line for a Victoria's no, Secret. I, and
0: I, you know, I sort of staked the place out beforehand to make sure there wasn't anyone else. Okay, great, I can go in. And the woman at the door, hi, ma'am, are you a Victoria's Secret member? No, 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 I'm not, I just wanna get, you know, get I mean, in. cash, paying cash. Yeah, just, she starts reeling off like the terms and conditions. She's telling me about the deals they've got going on and it is going on and on and on. And I am standing there sweating, looking around, people are passing by, it's a small town. People see me everywhere I go, they tell my sister. You know, it's like, i am got so much shame. I shouldn't be going to Victoria's Secret. I'm a widow, this is inappropriate. People are gonna think I'm going in there to buy sexy undies, you know, the whole thing. And she just won't stop talking. And I just walked away. I just walked. Away. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, thanks. And I just walked in. So now I'm in a kerfuffle. And I spend at least an hour in there picking things up and putting them down again because I'm telling myself I shouldn't be buying knickers. Did it kind
1: of bring you joy, though?
0: No. It wasn't until I got home that I felt okay.
1: Okay or joy?
0: No, now I feel joy, but it took me. When are we gonna two, get into the three, joy? Party? Two to
1: three weeks. I bought those knickers and I stuffed them in the bag. Are you getting me back for my rat story with and a I, story that has no joy in it? No, it
0: does have joy in it. I stuffed the bag in my jacket and I literally ran back to my car because I thought no one can see me with this bag. It's inappropriate for me as a widow to be buying knickers. It's just a whole thing happened in my head. Just because I wanted joy. This was the length I was willing to go to to prevent myself from feeling joy. So I got home, put them on the floor, didn't look at them for a day, and then I emptied them out on the floor. And then I laid on the bed and I just put them all over me. The bag of knickers on my face, on my body, and I just sprinkled them over me. And I just laid there and thought, it's okay to buy knickers. I am a widow and I am allowed to buy knickers if I want. Even if I wanted to buy a spicy G string with nipple tassels and a diamante pussy area, then it. that's it! Then that's what I'm gonna buy. And nobody's gonna stop me. I'm not subscribing to this old rhetoric of me being like a widow in a black veil, swathed and blowing fabric, standing on the cliff's edge. I'm not doing well, it's it. Not 18-21. It's ridiculous. But that's how I feel I'm meant to be. And it's like, no, maybe I want a lacy G-string, you know? And that's that. (laughs) I love it. So that's the joy. Just little things. Bought myself some knickers. The other day I went for a walk and I felt myself veer off of my walk, which I'm very regimented about. And I just laid in the grass next to the road. And I just dug my fingers into the grass and the sun felt so nice. And it was the first time I've spontaneously done something just to
1: feel nice. Mm -hmm.
0: And it was a moment.
1: We keep saying in different ways that, that it's in the small things. Everything in life is about the small things. Yeah. And joy is. And my small things with giving joy to myself have been... Yeah, tell us. Bubble baths? But that voice in my mind would go, just save the bubbles until someone's here with you. Oh, for God's sake. Don't don't waste the bubbles on yourself. The other thing was candles. I wouldn't burn candles unless someone else was there. But my life changed for whatever reason. I'm different. It has dropped down. It's a knowing. The pebbles dropped into the, the well. The pebble dropped into the well. The ripples are the just echoes. endless. Oh. The bubbles are in the bath. The candles Your are well
0: lit. It's full of bubble baths. The knickers <laughs> are bought. It's like a witch's cauldron. We've got a well and it's got... Petals in it, Mike's got my Victoria's secret knickers in it, it's got bubbles in it, there's floating candles there's we're splashing chocolate. around. There's troll dolls, <laughs> there's
1: pogs. Why didn't be my little pony? Ugh. You know, but it's joy. It's joy, and it's a thousand small, tiny, microscopic little joy particles little nuggets of joy little nuggets of joy like veering off your path and digging your hands (sighs) into the soil i took a picture i'll put it on the instagram i love
0: that just have my hand on the grass nothing special but i just wanted to remember it i've become obsessed with taking pictures of things i take pictures of the sunsets and my food don't know why there's this one church i take a picture of it every time i pass it it's the same picture don't know why I'm doing (laughs) that. I don't know why it makes me that's interesting you
1: say about the food because when I was living my life as a starving person Mm -hmm. I would judge well judgment is Mm -hmm. what being a starving person is you're made up of judgment mostly that's what's Mm -hmm. in the driver's seat for you I would judge people for food pictures like nothing bothered me more than food pictures. Yeah. Now I'm posting pictures of a carrot on yeah, my Yeah, you couch have been posting I food pics. I know. And I have too, if you notice. Yes. Never, never before. Did you see that chicken
0: and potatoes with mushrooms and asparagus I had the other no, night? I it. <laughs> it was
1: so good. I'll send it to you. I missed that one.
0: <laughs> we'll ask Sarah to make it if you come over. Right but up. when you
1: stop starving yourself, the judgment yeah. goes away. And then you just enjoy. And you don't need to judge others. You don't need to judge anything. Yeah. You don't need to judge yourself because that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. You don't need to judge anything. Others, you don't need to judge anything because you're too busy enjoying, yeah, overflowing with joy, and then it's a pleasure. This life is meant to be a pleasure,
0: it really is. We are meant
1: to live in abundance and delicious joy,
0: yeah, carrots cut to carrots. I know, and it doesn't have to be buying something for yourself either. I think that that's the I don't like the this whole like cult of self care, like you know. The bl- no,
1: that's just, is that's just consuming, 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 fitting. consuming. consuming. Like just Until you moment. stop consuming, you can't sit yeah, with yourself and go deeper. Well, you because- can't confront these things that come up inside you and want to be acknowledged. Because if there's always something to go consume, you never have to arrive at acknowledging the voice that's trying to come to the surface.
0: You know, so many things like Amazon and, you know, Instagram and all of these other things that have become compulsions in our lives are part of that consumption. And I've really, really been making an effort to stay away from consumerism. I have too. And I am a very materialistic person, not in a garish kind of kardashians no offense i love them to pieces way but um you're alone in that one uh, in this room not in the world um (laughs) they bring me joy um and but for me i'm like a magpie you know all my little glasses and books and all these are
1: you kidding me too i know you and me are same now here's the trick Yes, we love things we yeah. love because we're we love we love collector. things that bring us joy. Yeah. And everything that we fill our lives with physically mm. brings us joy. But if we lost it all tomorrow, we'd be fine. Yeah. I've started collecting seashells and twigs. Me too. I have so many seashells and rocks in my house. Yeah. It's insane. And I just picked up three more in Santa Barbara this weekend.
0: And I put them around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think, oh, that was nice when I found that.
1: But isn't that a wonderful place to live in adoring everything you surround yourself with physically because it brings you so much joy. But if you walked away from it all tomorrow, you would be completely fine. That's freedom. That's freedom to me.
0: Yeah. I just, this whole experience losing Ryan and Max has completely obviously readjusted my Outlook on all of it. I've lost everything. I don't care about any of that
1: anymore. You don't have anything to lose. I don't
0: care. So I've made an effort to stop stuffing myself. Instagram. Shit every day. And I force myself at first. And now it's a pleasure that I luxuriate in. I wake up in the morning. I make my cup of tea. And I get back into bed. And I sit and I read my book. It's honestly changed my life. So what I do now is... I wake up in the morning, I make myself my tea, and then I scurry off back to my room. I put my little lamp on. I watch the man next door come out in his dressing gown. He walks his little dog, picks up his paper, walks back, I watch him, and I read my book, and I lie there in bed, and I have a think, and I drink my tea. And it's some of the most blissful time I have spent ever. I can't recommend it enough. I mean, listen, I know everyone has different different lifestyles people have kids i am grieving as a single person i don't have children i don't have those types of responsibilities if you can
1: whatever find it is the for the moment
0: you. yeah just find the moment even if it's if it's a
1: lip gloss that oh brings God. you joy if or it's
0: sitting in the car while you're waiting to pick somebody up or after you've got the groceries and just taking a minute to enjoy a sip of your drink Sit yeah. back, have a take a deep breath, just be l- there, be there, and just luxuriate in the moment. That is another thing that this grieving process has taught me. I have been forced to live in the moment. I've had no choice. Talk about an intellectually understanding a concept and then having it drop down into your body. I had to live in the moment. I have to to survive. Change my life forever. The joy is in the moment. However mundane that moment may seem. Yeah. And that is a gift I've been given. How about you? Tell me something else that you've done that's given you joy. A thing that you think would sound good on the podcast. Right. S- just anything.
1: I've memorized my favorite poem. <gasps> what is it? <laughs> because it makes me happy. Oh my God, will you read it to us? It's called The Dark Night of the Soul. Oh, read it to us. That's how we'll end. I will just tell you the, la- the last lines of it, which are my favorite in the world. Anytime I'm stressed, I find myself saying these under my breath out loud. Okay. It says, I lost myself to him and laid my face upon my lover's breast, and care and grief grew dim as in the morning's mist became the light. There they dimmed amongst the lilies fair. There they dimmed amongst the lilies, fair.
0: What's the book cost, buddy? Huh? That's beautiful. Get it, girl. Get it, girl. Where have you gone, my darling one? Are you on your own? Are you having fun? Is it someone to
1: hold when you need it back? Is it un? Control like the love we had. Does the day go by like a memory?
0: Do you ever try to remember me in an automobile or a crowded bar? Well, I hope you're all right.